At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Pittsburgh CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and it has you covered for the NFL season. They are offering same-game parlays in all pro football matchups. They are bringing back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days, And this NFL season, they have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast with Tim Benz, presented by BetRivers. Welcome to another edition of Madden Monday. Tim Benz and Mark Madden from 105.9 The X and Trib Live. We are brought to you by Bet Rivers. You can hear Mark's broadcast from the Rivers Casino each and every Friday. Go to BetRivers.com or download the app today. And my suggestion would be to download that app and bet against the Steelers as often and with as much money as humanly possible over the rest of this season. Because if the last two weeks are any indication they're going to lose, They're going to lose by a lot, and they're going to give up lots of points. So the over might be in play as well. Heck, teams are practically hitting it on their own. Mark, we thought the defense was bad against the Chargers. It was a new level of bad against the Bengals, who put 41 on the board in a 41-10 victory. And you know what? They could have had 50 or 55 if they wanted it. Yeah, and there were no excuses because T.J. Watt played, I think. Uh, He was mostly invisible. Uh, No tackles for loss. No sacks, no quarterback hits, except he tried to rough up Joe Burrow when Minka got an interception under the pretense of blocking him, which was just sort of dumb and and Bush and locking the barn door after the horse had already escaped with the best part of a 41-10 to 10 win. Uh, it, it's just a bad football team, Tim. I emphasized that at my appearance today at the Schoolhouse Tavern in Claridge. At halftime, I said, this isn't a good team having a bad game this is just a bad football team i don't see anything there to be optimistic about for the short term or the long term ben is shot he was just awful today the offensive line and running game are clearly going backwards and the defense is now allowed 41 points in two consecutive games um if you want to make it even worse consider that it's the bengals yep it's the team you bullied forever in a day it hasn't swept you since 2009, didn't sweep you before that uh, since 1998. And now they've beaten you twice, and it wasn't close either game. So what you saw the Steelers do is what the Steelers are. And I keep seeing all kinds of ways they can save the season yet on Twitter. And all they've got to do is beat Baltimore, and they'll be right back in it. And I, I keep seeing they're going to get Rodgers or Russell Wilson or – even Deshaun Watson next year. But the answer, Tim, is none of the above. Not for this year, not for next year, probably not for several years to come. I I think they're in a lot of trouble, not just for this year, but moving forward. Agreed. And I know there's a debate going on among some. What's worse right now, the offense or the defense? I'll be frank with you. I'm concerned that it's the defense because I think a quarterback can fix an offense if you get a quarterback. 
but the defense looks like it needs a full-on rebuild. I don't think a quarterback can fix the offense either, Tim, and they're not going to get one of any repute, even if they do uh, get a free agent or, or trade for somebody. Uh, why would a Rodgers or a Wilson or Deshaun Watson want to come to Pittsburgh, given what they would have to work with, especially a subpar offensive line that, like I said, has gotten worse over the course of this year. I mean, that doesn't mean they'll keep getting worse because they are young, but it does mean there's no guarantees for that offensive line moving forward that they ever will be good enough. So uh, I, I just think that there's no one area you can blame and say, this is what's most wrong. If you fix it, you're a big part of the way back. No, the quarterback sucks. The coaching sucks. The defense sucks. The offensive line sucks. I don't know what doesn't suck. If we're being honest, Tim, tell me something about the Steelers that doesn't suck. It's tough. Um, I can't come up with one off the top of my head based on the last two weeks. And they've bet and bet. Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward doesn't suck. No, he doesn't. But when he's played out of position, he does. He was played out of position today. They have no answers at defensive tackle, so they had to put him at defensive tackle. They had to play him at nose, and look what happened. Yeah, and he even still did okay. But but what's the deal with them leaving Ben and Cam and a lot of the other veterans in late when the game was lost to prove they have heart? They even said that they wanted to show heart. Well, Pat Fryermuth. Uh, got concussed when he shouldn't have been in there. So to show heart, we sacrifice Farmu's brain, and who knows if he plays next week. Then again, Tim, the way the Steelers have been assembled and coached this year, a lot of brains have been sacrificed at that altar. Mark, they let a 20-something loudmouth from Clareton bully them into decisions. That's what that was. Tyler Boyd's words were ringing in their ears, and that's why they did what they did. You think so? I do. I, well, I they, think they're just dumb. They pulled Najee. I mean, they had the common sense to pull Najee. Why don't you pull Ben? Why don't you pull Fryermuth? Have Gentry be in there. Why, why do you still have Watt out there when clearly he's not back to where he should be? I wouldn't have Hayward play. I, honest to God, think that was in their minds as they were doing that. Well, then they're all hat and no cattle. They're easily led. I, you know, I can't think of one good thing to say about this team. Tim, that game was over the minute the Bengals got their first drive rolling, you could tell that the Steelers weren't going to stop them. I mean, Tim, last week, the LA Chargers scored on their first five possessions. This week, the Bengals scored on their first four possessions. I mean, what the frick? It looked like the fifth quarter of the Los Angeles game to start the first quarter of this game, up to and including a quarterback scrambling for a big gain on the touchdown. Now, Burrow didn't do that again during the rest of the game because, well, he didn't have to. He doesn't even sweat when he plays the Steelers anymore, Mark. He certainly did in the first game against them at Heinz Field. The Bengals don't sweat, Tim. That that rivalry has been turned around. It's going to be this way for years now. The Bengals are the superior team. There is no metric which logically judges the Steelers to be better or even at the same plane, remotely. No, and uh, Mike Hilton was asked about that afterwards, and he said almost exactly the same thing. Uh, I want to go back to a point that you made about you know, kind of how the team is assembled, and they bet wrong on a lot of guys, and it is coming back to bite them in the backside in a big way. All these excuses or explanations as to why last year's losing streak at the end of the season, that funk they got into was a fluke. Well, defense will be different when Devin Bush comes back. Not him. You signed Schilbert to help. He's not all that much of a help. Alex Highsmith ain't what Bud Dupree was the last 18 games of his Steeler career. 
you know, banking on Dan Moore to be the guy at left tackle, uh, all these other things that they've uh, chased Claypool to be worthy of a first-round pick, even though he was a second-round pick. How many bonehead mistakes did he make today? Well, and how about he taunted a DB when he made a catch in the second half when they were getting killed? And then dropped the next ball that was thrown to him. These guys got no class. They got no uh, – they're, they're totally tone-deaf. I really got upset about that Watt thing with Burrow. Yeah, he's starting to you build know, a reputation, isn't he? Burrow when they're getting killed and Watt's been invisible all game, and I guess you can block Burrow because it's an interception, but if they would have done that to Ben, any team does that to Ben. When they have done that to Ben, the Steelers have wet their pants. It's, it's just a low-class, low-rent move. And I keep seeing more of those all the time. I think they're a low-class, low-rent team. With not a lot of talent and big problems and important positions, you know, a lot of people were looking at this year, Mark, and saying, well, they could just be a quarterback away from being back on the map again next season. But to your point, uh, all the Kenny Pickett's in the world. What quarterback is that, Tim? Marino in his prime? Yeah, well, listen to Pitt fans. Apparently Pickett is Marino in his prime. That's where I was going with that, Tim. Very well read. <laughs> what do you think? Is he after what you saw this weekend and after what you've seen this season? No. No, he's not. <laughs> he's I mean, good. He's, but... he's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, i, I got to be honest. I'm thinking now there's a chance he could go at the end of the first round. But I wouldn't take him there. I don't see him as this for sure NFL starter. If you are a team that's picking at the back half of the draft, or let's say in the last 10 picks or so, you're not a team that's building for the future. You're trying to win a Super Bowl. And that's probably where he is most suited to go. Unless you have another first-round pick or two high picks in the second round, and you're in a position where you're trying to groom a guy to replace your aging quarterback. I think he's going to be one of these guys, Mark, that goes to the combine, and the scouts see two or three things that they really like, and he rockets up the board, or they see two or three things they kind of don't like, and next thing you know, he's mid-second or early third. Yeah, I mean, good for him, good for Pitt. I don't care. And and if and if there would be so much pressure on him if he came to the Steelers, yeah. and right away too, that that would not be good for him. It wouldn't be good for the Steelers. It just wouldn't be good. And some people are saying, well, what if Ben stays a year and they draft Pickett and he grooms Pickett? Grooms Pickett? He he didn't want to groom Mason Rudolph. Who's he, he's not going to want to groom Kenny Pickett? Tim, they can't bring Ben back. Ben's done. No, I agree. I, I I'm saying if he tries to talk himself into coming back and they listen again because they're so scared of what's life. Oh, I think that could happen. I think they could let him come back if he wants to, but it would be a bad move. It was a bad move this year. Look at what's going on out there. You see, that's what's irritating me, Tim. You know, you go on Twitter, you, you listen to some of the postgame talk shows. The fans, and it doesn't matter what they think, I know, but they don't understand what's going on here. They think it's one person's fault, and you can fix this and be good next week against Baltimore. This team stinks. They stink. They got killed by the Bengals. They've given up 82 points in two games. They stink. Mark, here's the very definition of stink. They allowed the most points since 1989 in back-to-back games and those two terrible games that they had against Cincy in Cleveland. And I know that that team turned it around and eventually made the playoffs and won a playoff game, but they had 14 more games to do it. This team has six. And, you know, with the way the North and the AFC is going, they could find themselves eliminated with a couple weeks left to go. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen, Tim, because that would be bad for us. <laughs> that would not be what's best for business. And I don't think we can right, drum up. Except, you know what I would have to do, Tim? Huh? 
I would just have to tie them to the whipping post. Oh, Lord, they'll feel like they're dying. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, you, you, you would have to, like, really, you know, sing a bunch of choruses of Deep Purple's Mistreated and, and just really kill them. But then again, I'm not sure they're worthy of any any more merciful treatment. It's not like... Because let's face it, Tim, aside from beating Buffalo, and they beat an okay Cleveland team, but their other wins are close wins against crappy teams. And they tied the worst team in football. Any team that they've faced after Buffalo that's had a capable quarterback and a good run game, they haven't been able to figure out. And they're going to see more of that over the next few weeks. They're going to see a lot of everything over the next few weeks, Tim. They're not going to see themselves favored. I can tell you that. I think they're going to be underdogs in every game they play. Well, don't you feel they're just a bad team now? Yeah, I think they're a lower half of the NFL team. Now, do you think they know they're a bad team? Do you think Tomlin knows? Do you think Ben knows? What's the awareness level like with key people on the Steelers? I think based on what I saw in terms of how they acted at the podium today, there's more of an understanding of that now than what there was last week. I think last week they pulled the wool over their own eyes with that quasi-comeback that they had. Yes. A comeback that led to a blown lead, but a comeback at times nonetheless. I think they fooled themselves, and this you can't escape. Yeah, and uh, even if they think they can, they won't. I think probably their younger players still think they're they're good. Claypool is a guy. Yeah. Like I, I don't think he can be let off. Oh, I think he's clueless. Yeah. I think he's clueless. I think he is utterly unprofessional. He had a good. I thought he had a decent game last week. He did some good things today, but you can't focus on the good things that he did because he lined up illegally once. He got a face mask another time. Like you said, he trash-talked after he got a penalty and before he dropped his second ball of the day. I mean, what more need be said? Um, this is not a guy. This is not the guy that we thought he was going to be after the first seven weeks of last year. Because he won't let himself be. They got a lot of guys on that team who underachieve, frankly, because they're jackasses. Mark, real quick, just because we referenced it before, if the Panthers lose to Wake Forest in the ACC championship game, does this season amount to much of anything in your mind? Is winning a division... That's still a great season. They, they won 10 games, right? They did win 10 games, yes. Yeah, yes. Pitt never does that. So, so they've, they've definitely accomplished something, and they still have a few more levels of achievement, namely to, to win the ACC, which, I mean, they should be able to beat Wake Forest. Is there a line on that game yet, Tim? Uh, I saw a line of three, yes. Three points. Favorite of Pitt. So Pitt's favored in the ACC championship game. By a field goal. And the over-under right now that I saw was set at 72.5, which kind of sounds low to me, given that it's, Wake Forest... And... It's, it's an absurdly high number, and it still sounds <laughs> right, low. Right, exactly. Wake Forest and Pitt each average over 40 points per game. Um, and I don't think their defenses are good enough to bring that number down. I think those two will catch up to one another, uh, catch, each, catch each other's scent, and just kind of turn it into a score fest. That's my vibe on it. Wow. Uh, Pitt favored by three in the ACC championship game. Pinocchio, you're a real boy now. Uh, I uh, I mean, you know, I give them credit. If they can win the ACC, that'd be a big deal. And then if they would get to, I think if they win the ACC, Tim, they got to get to a New Year's Six game, don't you think? Yeah, they do. And I bet they would face like, well, they might face a team that's too good for them. Like they might get, you know. Ohio State or Oklahoma State or whoever this well, ESPN.com is predicting Notre Dame in the Peach Bowl. There's another one that they could get. Yeah, I mean, like, they could get boat raced in that. I'm not saying they game. would beat Notre Dame, but, but they're not insurmountable. 
and they're more familiar with them. They've played them a couple times in recent years. I don't think that luster or aura would feel like, you know, if they got Ohio State or something like that. Maybe they'll play Cincinnati after Cincinnati gets screwed. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if that'd be good for Cincinnati or bad. Would they play like they were angry and take them out? Or would they just be dejected because they worked so hard and didn't get there? What they need to do is get in a better conference. And when they do get in a better conference, they'll go 5-5. Five and five. <laughs> Right, exactly. What did you think of the Penguins over the weekend and that loss to Montreal? Well, it was hard to judge the Islanders game because the Islanders had all those COVID guys, and now they've suspended play. Yeah. By, by the way, I've been told that there's no way the NHL will pull out of the Olympics because they know the players would go crazy, that they would rebel. Uh, so even if they have to extend the season to August, that's what they're going to do. You watch. But, uh, but, yeah, they were terrible against Montreal, and people are, are giving me a hard time because I, I have a column coming out in the trip saying that, that when you win five in a row – but you lose home games to Boston, excuse me, Buffalo and Montreal on either side of those, you're not a playoff team. You, you, they're going to make or miss the playoffs by 4.6 points, somewhere in there, right? Yeah. That, that's what I think. And when that happens, you're going to look back at those games and say, what the frig? Can't lose the Buffalo and Montreal at home. Yeah, and then Montreal basically fired everybody the next day anyway. I, I knew they were considering. You might be ahead of the curve on this one, Tim. What, what happened? Oh, I thought I, I saw mean, Scott Mellenby quit in the middle of the game. The assistant GM. I thought I saw Bergevin was relieved of duties. I'll double check on that. But I thought that. that I but I think go. Chicago's trying to maneuver him there. Really? Huh. Okay. Yeah. But 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 you know who knows what's going to happen. I mean, I heard Waugh was up for the Montreal job, which I don't think would be a good move. I think that would be more about a big name and a club legend than getting the right guy for the job. But. Uh, but you got to beat Montreal. And, uh, you know, I know that, that uh, Jake Allen played a good game in goal. You know, the Penguins got 50 shots. Evan Rodriguez got 12 shots himself. And, and given that and the fact that they're occasionally going in, I'm going to christen him the shooter. From now on, he's the shooter. But uh, you can't lose every game your backup goalie plays either. And they're 0-4 with the Smith starting. And I'm not saying he was at fault for losing that game. But I know for sure you can't lose every game your backup goalie starts. Here it is, Mark. Uh, Canadians fire GM Mark Bergevin from CBS Sports, assistant GM Trevor Timmons, and hire former Rangers GM Jeff Gordon. Oh, I know they were talking to Jeff Gordon. That makes sense. Yeah, so there you go. So is Jeff Gordon the GM? Yes, he is. Yeah. Just some English pig with no brains. <laughs> Mark, how was Thanksgiving? Uh, good. I did. I, I, I canceled the Boston Market order and got Giant Eagle Heat and serve instead. It was delightful. Are you going to get another? Well, wait, the Goblerito is gone, but I understand Gecko still has the uh, the Pilgrim. Is that right? No, i got to get back on Nutrisystem, Tim. That, that's where we're going between now and December 24th. All right. Mark Madden, you can check him out with me, Madden Ben's Unfiltered. That's on Monday mornings. Make sure you watch us on the Trip Live Facebook stream. Listen Monday through Friday on the X. And uh, always check out the Madden Monday podcast here and uh, via VEASAN as well, courtesy of Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to BetRivers.com. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler.